This episode has been made possible by the BCL Trail. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at thebcltrail.ca. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. In this podcast series, I highlight the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence in the international beer scene. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest and the North American continent. It's made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. If this is your first time here, welcome. I hope you hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you do enjoy it, please feel free to share with a friend. That's how this podcast series grows. I'm back in the Okanagan Valley visiting Penticton. In recent years, this region has seen a major boom in new craft breweries opening. But there are a couple who have been around for a few decades now. A little bit later in this episode, I'll speak with the Barley Mill Brew Pub. But up first, it's Tin Whistle Brewing. My name is Mike Nagy, and I'm uh, with the Tin Whistle Brewing Company. And my official title is the guy who does everything. There we go. The guy that does everything. <laughs> it's a lovely space. I'm I'm so happy to finally visit your tasting room. I've had some stuff in Bombers before, some music, some uh, beer festivals when we were allowed to have those. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's really nice to be here. And um, how long have you been established? The brewery itself has been established since 1995, so that's 25 and a half years. Uh, it was opened in February of 95. Um, my family has owned it since 98. Right. So- so been around a while. Yeah, yeah, we've been here uh, just kind of um, brewing away, mm-hmm. making, uh, well, good stories don't start with water. So we try to help people create those those memorable experiences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't you don't win friends with salad either. So Heck you know. no. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to be friends with rabbits. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we're in your uh, we're in your brewery right now. Um, your new expanded like kind of tasting room. Area. Yes. So there's some lovely barrels around and stuff. I want to know like the size of your brew house. What what is it back there? Uh, so we're running a twenty hex system. Um, there's uh, four fermenters and six bright tanks in the walk-in cooler. So our capacity puts us around six thousand liters a week if we're uh, pushing hard. Yeah. And then um, you're bottling, canning. What what do you do? Uh, no, we actually don't do any canning anymore. We 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 dipped our fingers into it and um you know i'm going to take the same standpoint as the uh gentleman in nova scotia can't remember the name of his brewery but um people want to sit there and say cans are convenient they sure are yeah. have you ever seen what a bauxite mine does to the environment so yeah. melting sand to make glass or destroying a whole mountainside just to get a few aluminum cans out of it kind of goes against the uh whole yeah. green thing in my mind so yeah no and glass you can melt it down reuse it reuse it that's right yeah. so no, no, I like that stance. So what what type of beers do you focus on? Like, do you have like a main target of like English styles or? Yeah, you know? because of our original location being as small as it was, the ability to push out something like a lager or pilsner on a 28-day ferment uh, being a, a bottom fermenting beer, we really didn't have the capacity to do that because it would basically hold up tanks. So we went English style, ales push through quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeast kind of attenuates quite fast. So we can get 
our specific gravities in three to seven days. We can have a finished product out in nine to 11 days. Mm-hmm. Whereas a proper Pilsner or lager doing it with a, with a non-quick yeast, uh, you're 28 days for fermentation. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to let it sit for a few days to chill out. And yeah, so now we can play around with a whole bunch of different styles because we've we've um, modified our system we have the ability to but have not yet played with pilsners and loggers because there's so many other things that are more fun to play with oh yeah like um i'm having like this peach one at the moment um you got your coconut half i'm about to dip into this espresso now that's now. a really neat beer so yeah. we have a local roastery in penticton um a young lady named sarah turner owns it and i'm gonna oh. try and say this properly uh say cielo or say cielo s-e-i-s-c-i-e-l-o it means six guys in spanish so she spends part of her year living in honduras and the other part of their year living here i think she was born and raised in the area mm-hmm. some part of the coffee belt down there huh? Yeah, yeah so she's right in tune with the coffee growers uh, mm-hmm. friends with some of them for sure and deals directly with them so cuts out all the middlemen and she's she imports it herself so it's basically direct trade not fair trade and then she sells to roasteries in the uh in the in the province and also has her own roastery and coffee shop that's quite amazing in the 100 block of main street right across from city hall here so uh, it was really, really cool to be able to work with her and her team. And I think we got an amazing product. Uh, I just had a first sip here and whoa, this is, this is really nicely balanced and it's not, it's not overpowering either way. Right. Like there's, there's some coffee beers, the malt base is a little too heavy. Sometimes the coffee's too heavy and no, this is right in the middle for both of them. And I like it. Nice. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Did you just call her up and like, Hey, we want to, we want to make a coffee beer. And Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> This is where the story gets interesting. Right. Um, so uh, a friend of mine, his uh, fiance owns a business that's kind of kitty corner to us. She was having a frustrating day at work. So she rolled in and kind of told me straight to my face that, um, yeah, my employees are making me angry. Feed me beer. So yeah. <laughs> one of those days. Yeah. No, so I, the right I, place. I gave her a beer. I gave her a second beer. And uh, at that point, she's like, so you got anything new coming up? So I decided to tell her all about our, our, our beer called Extortionist, uh, which is a hazelnut espresso stout. And she looked me right in the face and she said, and where are you getting your coffee? And I'm like, uh, well, we were going to deal with the company we used last time. And she says, and if you want to remain friends with me, you're going to use my friend. Right. And I'm like, okay, this just went from a cool story of how we were going to make this beer to I'm on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> so I took her, uh, took her, incentive i guess um or or prodding Mm -hmm. and went down to talk with her friend sarah and uh yeah it just worked out to be one of the best um i'm being told what to do sort of situations right (laughs) (laughs) so like what about the coffee selection then like where did you do like some cupping trials or something to get the beans Um, right or well we we basically wanted to work with a dark roast and uh she suggested her delicious mountain so she gave us a sample to work with we brought it back to the brewery the brewer tried it our cellarman tried it i tried it and we all agreed that it had a great flavor and that we should go with this so basically what happened was we bought 12 pounds from her and we put it into the uh, jelly bags that you get uh, and then um, tied it off and basically cold brewed it for 12 hours or uh, nine hours sorry we cold brewed it for nine hours in the chilled fermenter uh before it was uh pushed through to final bright right and uh yeah it's super smooth it doesn't have any uh real acidic aftertaste to the coffee um yeah i just just 
kind of. No, I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. Good, good, <laughs> good work on this, sir. Um, and then like you've won a number of awards and like, I mean, in terms of interesting stories, you were telling me about a beer that won that nobody tried. <laughs> or could try after the fact. What's, well, what's, what's the story behind that? Some people did get to try it, but it was well before the beer won the award. So mm-hmm. when my da- when my dad passed away, we emptied out his wine cellar that um, and some oak barrels that were in it, and brought them to the brewery. And our brewmaster at the time said, "Well, I want to try and play with oak barrels." So we gave him one, uh, these four barrels, and one of them it was a Zinfandel barrel that he filled up with our Killer Bee Dark Honey Porter. And aged it, I think it was nine months. And then when we pulled that off, we didn't even clean the barrel. We just filled it back up with coyote and then filled that and then added 40 or 50 pounds of fresh raspberries to it and just threw it in the corner and left it there for like six or seven months. Mm-hmm. When we pulled it back out of the barrel, we sold some to St. Augustine's in Vancouver. We sold some to a couple of, a couple 50 liter kegs because it was a 45 gallon batch. It's not a whole heck of a lot, right? Yeah. Or maybe a 55 gallon. I'm not sure what the barrel actually works out to off the top of my head right now. But so we bottled it a couple bottles, like literally, I think we bottled eight bottles of it total right. and the rest was draft and we sent them in for the award ceremony and lo and behold, we won. Yeah. So a completely never to be made again because nobody could ever duplicate that oak barrel and, and what it had in it beforehand. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it would be awesome to pull that beer on a year round scale, but um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. No, it's nice so. to just have those special beers every now and again. Yeah. Right? yeah just like, and, and the thing is, it's like they come out so good and it's so hard to recreate that same magic again. Right. We are surrounded by a, a couple sporting items in this year space which is really nice so and you yeah. and you've been here a while so um if somebody was to come to visit Panticton like what do you recommend to do like well uh, kind of our tasting room kind of sports um a couple of items that are um local recreational sort of things so we've got mountain biking we've got a paddleboard on the wall we've mm-hmm. got a snowboard on the wall we got some skateboards hanging that are painted hand painted by a local artist um and then we have some motorized winter toys as well kicking around here. Yep. Um, but uh, there's so many different things that you can do in your leisure time in Penticton. Uh, I'm an avid mountain biker. I spend a lot of my spare time in the Three Blind Mice Trails. Mm-hmm. There's rock climbing at the Skaha Bluffs. You can uh, go for a ride uh, down up the beach uh, on your nice cruiser bike or, or go from lake to lake on your cruiser bike, snowboarding in the wintertime or backcountry skiing. You know, there's, there's a little something for everybody here Mm -hmm. and all of these activities are well paired with an after activity beer. Oh yeah. So just like, just like these that I have in front of me, these are, (laughs) these are fantastic. Well, I'm glad, I'm I'm super glad to hear that you're enjoying them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's uh yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, It's great. It's great to finally like visit you too. Like, like I said, I've had you in bombers and like at festivals before, but it's nice to finally get here and. I don't know why it took me so long. All the best kept secrets are hard to find. And last but not least. There we go. Thank you. Big thank you to Mike for his time. Before we continue, I just want to thank the BC Ale Trail for supporting this episode. Panticton is a booming craft beer region of the province. And the best way to discover what else you can find is by visiting the bcltrail.ca. The BC Ale Trail showcases many parts of the province. And on the website, you'll find recommended itineraries for each region, a comprehensive list of every craft brewery in BC, a calendar with beer events, and a blog with lots of great stories. The regional ale trails include local breweries, pubs, restaurants, along with other activities the area has to offer. So whether you're planning your next weekend trip, 
or just being a tourist in your own backyard, let the BCL Trail guide you to your next beer adventure. Arrive thirsty. Leave inspired at the bcltrail.ca. And thanks again for supporting this episode. All right, time for my second guest in this episode. And I went to the Barley Mill Brew Pub. Sean Voison, Barley Mill Brew Pub. Right. There we go. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. I'm at the Barley Mill in beautiful Panticton now. And yeah, man, it's, it's great to see. It's great to see the spot. Um, when did you guys first open? The pub opened up in 1982. The brewery was put in in 1996 and then became functional in 97. Right. And like we are amongst it. We're sitting upstairs right now. You have a tiny little brewery here all boxed to glassed in. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. How challenging is it to, to make a beer in this tiny little space? So the way it looks, actually, it does look pretty cram. It's not actually that bad when you are brewing and there's not, you don't really need too, too much room around the kettle and, mm-hmm. the, and the mash tun other than just to stir the mash tun, mm-hmm. which we still do. We still stir our mash because uh, we, we don't have a rake or anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> Don't really need too much room. It's 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 very efficient. Our brew house, since it is only a ten hectoliter, mm-hmm. so uh, really it, it works for us and does a really good job. And I couldn't really complain. No, right, it's, right. it's it's pretty good. Other than we used to brew when there was customers in here, so that was a little tricky because we'd have hoses running across the floor, we'd have to put up signs. Right. But people really did like to watch us do it, but they didn't like the sound of the pump. So yeah, the pumps are loud and it gets really warm up here. Yeah, so I bet. Other than the really good smells. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're watching someone make the beer you're drinking is uh, that's a bonus, but we can't do that anymore. Really, we, yeah. can't, we can't do it just health and safety wise, right? So. Yeah, and like especially um, <laughs> since you have the open top fermenters here, I bet it smells really nice. Yeah, it here. does. Yeah. yeah, when when I'm fermenting beer in there, actually, when you walk walk in the next morning after uh, after I pitched the yeast the night before, you can really smell it in here. Even though that room is technically kind of sealed, it's not totally sealed. It's mm-hmm. meant to give out a little bit of uh, the CO2 that the beer will produce. Mm-hmm. Well, if it was completely sealed, then you'd just blow up, right? Then, With well, the CO2. You would walk like, in yeah. and probably just pass out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. no, it slowly leaks out, but yeah, you can really smell it up here. You can actually smell it right from the downstairs when you walk in, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. You can smell the fermentation happening. Right. So, so that's pretty cool. My favorite question to ask is uh, how did beer find you? How did beer find me? So, uh, well, my beer found me at a really young age. My dad uh, had a on premise brewery in. Waterloo, Ontario. So I was, you know, pouring jugs of beer in our beer fridge downstairs and I was just barely tall enough to reach it to bring it up for my parents. I mean, I've always been in the beer industry technically within my own uh, family business and I've carried it on to I'm 31 years old now. So (laughs) it's a good 20 years I've been pouring beer, I guess you could say. Right. (laughs) Canning beer, everything really. So Right. And then how did uh, this job come about? Uh, This job came about, our family made the move to BC from Ontario in 2011. I followed a couple years after and Did you come uh, out for a holiday and be like, hey, came wait, out for a a holiday. Mi- wait a minute, came it's out really the, nice yeah. out here, hey. <laughs> came out for the summer, fell in love with it. Then I came out for Christmas, went snowboarding. Oh, yeah. And then my dad was actually out golfing the same day I was out snowboarding. We met each other at the front door and he came in with his toque and his golf clubs and I came in with my snowboard and he just looked at me and said, so you're going to move here now? And I said, yeah, I'll move here. <laughs> so I sent my resume out to a couple of breweries. They uh, got in touch with Barley Mill, actually, a cannery owner, mm-hmm. got in touch with uh, Barley Mill and said, you know, there's a kid coming out from Ontario because they knew that this place was actually looking for a brewer. So I actually got a call. I was in North Bay, Ontario, driving out here. I got a call from the owner of Barley Mill and they said, hey, I heard you're looking for a job. When, when would you be here? I go, well, I'm in North Bay, man. I'll see you in three days. Yeah, so yeah. I came here and 
pretty much hired me on the spot. I started a week later. So sweet. I had only about seven days to kind of look around BC and kind of enjoy it before I was actually dove into work. So right. <laughs> Excellent, man. Yeah. So like what kind of beers do you focus on here? Like uh, so our main our main sellers here at the Barley Mill would be our cerveza and our lager. Light, kind of easy drinking, uh lagers, pilsners, and then our uh brown ale, our nightmare brown ale would be next step up from that would be our most popular beer and then our stouts and stuff like yeah. that. So. And brewing those stouts year round, right? So. Stouts year round, our dark ales year round. It's just people love it. And it, it, we've had those five flagship beers with us or pale ale as well for 15, 20 years. So, and people haven't come here that long and they're just used to their same beer every time they come. They don't want it to change. I do have three brewer's taps that I will always fluctuate yeah, on. Seasonal and stuff like that, yeah. Even that, I'll do like a dark lager, black lagers, mm-hmm. dark pilsners, red ambers, stuff like that. Yeah. Just easy drinking beers, nothing too extravagant. I mean, we don't really touch upon the hazies. I do have a New England IPA. Mm-hmm. Hazy beers for us, they go well in a can, but uh, through the pub, it's easy drinking lagers. Sweet. People want to have a few beers and not feel so buzzed and... Want to be able to have the four percent beer with their meal and yeah. have a couple and be able to leave. Out. Just relax, have a good time, man. Like, yeah, yeah. And and what is like the craziest style you've made on this system? <laughs> craziest beer? Yeah, I would say our craziest beer actually, our most sophisticated beer really would be our stout, our chocolate oatmeal stout. It's a lot of chocolate malt, a lot of caramel malt, a lot of roasted uh, barley. I mean. And a lot of oatmeal, which makes it tough. It's really tough, especially we're stirring by hand in there. Yeah. Right? We're making a big oatmeal, more or less. Yeah. A big cereal. It's very heavy. That would be our. That would be the craziest beer I I have made and uh, that I make to date. So I got a really good workout those days. <laughs> and especially cleaning out afterwards. Especially right? cleaning, so, especially getting which rid by of the mash. The, I, I don't yeah. see like a drop hole in the floor, so, so you got to carry it all I, down, eh? I take all the mash out in totes, mm-hmm. right? And I take carry them all the way downstairs. So same with when I order malt. I order 80 bags of malt at a time usually. And I haul them all up about 25 steps. Right. One by one. Sometimes I'll take two depending on how I feel that day. But yeah, I just, I empty them out into, you know, 20 gallon totes and carry them downstairs, dump them in the garbage more or less. Yeah. We used to have farmers take them, but not anymore. They don't, they switch to organic or whatever. They don't take them anymore. We just dump them out. Now, right. So, Man, that's yeah. a shame. Like, yeah. 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 So. Well, yeah, and then like who, who said that making beer is not a manual labor process? Exactly. So, it is. Yeah, it like, keeps you in shape. I'll tell you that much. A lot, a lot of people actually laugh at me. They go, "Sean, you, you make beer for a living. You don't have a big beer gut." <laughs> they go, "Well, why?" Well, go. <laughs> I work in a little tiny box and yeah. sweat my bag. <laughs> sweat, yeah. sweat so much every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then got to carry these <laughs> and then I bags. Carry out. All these bags out. Yeah, got to in shape. <laughs> up, a, up and down, man. Not just one way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you get the leg workout going down. Yeah, you get, you get the, the leg workout, get yeah. the upper body uh, stirring the mash. So yeah. it's really a full body workout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to get on this. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, if you need to lose weight, just come on by. I'll give you a job. All right. <laughs> well, sweet. And like, so speaking of sports here, we're like in uh, Panticton. And like, what's your favorite thing to do here, like any season? Sport wise, uh, it would have to be golf, really. Um, golf, Beautiful courses. Golf in the, in the summer. And then we're usually hockey. I mean, we'd have pickup hockey in the winter and snowboarding i mean but uh mainly i would say winter snowboarding summer golf sweet and then i boat i go out on the boat every once in a while so that's uh don't really do too many sports more or less just go and get a tan (laughs) or whatever right so do you have a preferred lake here uh skaha lake i would usually always go out on skaha it's really calm down there it's just Mm -hmm. To me, it's, I've, I've, well, my parents have always lived down in Skaha and since I've been visiting here and spent all my time usually in the summer at Skaha. 
Right. Usually never really go out to Okanagan as much. It gets really choppy out there. Always a north wind. So, so sweet. And then if uh, somebody was wanting to uh, open up a brewery themselves or something or make better beer at home, what would be some advice you could give them? Uh, just make sure everything's clean. Honestly, if, if, if you, your temperatures and as long as everything is sanitized, you think you're okay. Get some good ingredients from your local brewery. They would, they wouldn't mind selling you hops, barley. Um, just make sure everything's sanitized and clean. And then your temperatures for fermentation, whether what beer you're making, you really want to keep your temperatures set and still, and like you have to make sure that it doesn't get too warm, especially too warm. You don't want it getting, cause it, it will create its own heat as it's fermenting. So mm-hmm. you, you Ales, you keep around 20, 22 degrees, maybe less, maybe 18. And then your lagers, you know, 15 degrees, get it fermenting. And then you really drop it down to maybe 12. Some some guys do 10 degrees. Mm-hmm. And uh, it takes longer. But my advice for them, yeah, just keep everything clean as you can. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much yeah. for your time. appreciate thank it. Thank you very much. Right on. Thanks, Sean. It was great hanging out with you and seeing that very interesting brew pub experience that you have uh, with the brew house upstairs. Um, you really need to go and check it out. It's uh, quite the interesting setup, but um, hey, it's doing the job and he's making great beer there. Big thanks to the BCL Trail for making this episode possible. Thanks, guys. You can visit them at bcltrail.ca. Also, this month, October, uh, at the end of the month, it's Panticton Beer Week. And so myself, along with Joe Weave from the BCL Trail, are going to be hosting a virtual beer event on October 21st at 7 p.m. here on the West Coast. So hopefully you can tune in for that. If you want to follow me on social media, you can by going to Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer, on Twitter at Cascadian Beer, and on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. For more information in previous episodes, head to Cascadian.beer. My name's Aaron. Thank you so much again for your time. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, remember, support your local.